You busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I'm going to say something a little bit daring, but I'm willing to say it because I have my own life experiences to back it up. I believe that God shows people their end results very early on in life. They give you that dream that you had since you've been a little girl, the thing that you desire, whatever your heart's desire is, that he gives it to you. And then I believe that he downloads that into your soul so that you can forever connect to your heart's desires if you choose not to bury it. Very important there. And then along the way, he is asking you to show up and to follow his leading, even if you don't understand the route. I truly believe that the reason why most people know what they really, really like what they really are leaning into, things that they want to get into since they were a little girl, little boy, whatever, whatever their hearts is. I believe that God shows it early and then everything else from there is you just saying, okay, God, I trust your leading. Like literally for the most part, the last couple of weeks I have been reading things and I'm like, God exposes things early. And then he wants to just see like, yo, do you trust the way I'm going to lead it? Why would you tell Abram like, yo, I'm going to rename you to Abraham. Okay, great. But then I'm also going to give you a son a year from now. And um, yeah, so I'll double back and I'll see you then. Oh, uh, David, I'm going to go ahead and anoint you while you're still shepherd and while you're still a teen. And then, you know, well, I'll circle back and kind of talk to you mm, uh, when you are doing a David DoorDash situation, trying to bring food to your brothers and them. And then the Goliath will come on the scene and then I will inflict your heart's desires, inflict your heart, inflict you in a way that I know that you'll start to see like, yo, God set this up for me to go ahead and handle this Philistine. Like, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Joseph, very early, I'm going to give it to you in a dream. It's going to be something real short and sweet, no real like big cameos, no superstar celebrity status. But I'm just going to really show you that, you know, your brothers may or may not be worshiping you soon. Like, I'm going to show you really, really early that you were intended to be a wife. I'm going to show you really, really early that you were ordained to be a pastor. I'm going to show you really, really early that what I created you for, I want you to connect to in a way that you are so passionate about it, that you're willing to hold on to it. And even the times that you try to bury it and say, forget it, you know, in the dreams looks like it's not going to happen. Your heart's desires looks like it's not going to come into fruition. Even the times that you want to bury it, what you don't realize is that you're using fertilized soil. So every time you try to, it grows a new branch, a new leaf anyway. And literally life is just a course of God asking you, do you still trust me? Do you still trust me? From the pit, do you trust me? From being sold as a slave, do you trust me? To be in Potiphar's house, do you trust me? To be over everything in a warden facility, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And then boom, opportunity meets God aligning you so perfectly that it's like in your soul and you got to answer that call. You got to answer the call. And so I am starting to see with not only those examples, but with my heart and my own life, I am starting to see that there is a clear distinction when God leads and when you're leading yourself. And I'm just going to take a page from the 66 uh, book of the Bible, which is my life. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, because everybody is not reading the Bible. So sometimes people are just looking at you and they're looking at your life. And that's why it's so important to live an authentic life because you could really be breaking people free of some shackles that they have for years and years. You could really be used as a vessel to heal people from the wounds of their soul. But yet you're trying to camouflage and look a certain way and, and kind of, you know, put the filter on top of your life. And you don't understand that when you're free to just be you, you free someone else. So I'm going to go ahead and use my story. Welcome to the book of me, chapter one. Actually, this is chapter, um, I ain't going to give you the number, but we a couple of chapters into the situation. You got to say it. I felt very, very clear that I was supposed to be doing something different. Career rise. It's just one of those like, yo, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And it feels a little bit different. It feels like I'm playing Marco Polo in the spirit realm. I'm not really too sure what's going on, but I know one thing for certain. I'm not supposed to be here. And so I had that agonizing kind of feeling for a couple of years. So I just thought the first time I felt that I was like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to try another job. Went out, tried another job. And then within months, I was like, ooh, <laughs> not even to, to be honest with you, within weeks, I was like, oh, this is not it. Okay. And then tried something else and then something else. And then my last something else, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just go back to the job right? That I felt that initially because it seemed like once I stepped out of that boat, it, it didn't go well. Like I lasted at that job years and Kenny, I'm struggling to meet month uh, six in, in other positions. So maybe if I just go, this is my brilliant thinking. Maybe if I just go back to the job that I originally had that feeling at and then kind of like, you know, I, Yo, I had this whole plan. I was like, okay, in order to be vested with retirement and this, that, and the third, they require you to be there at least 10 years. So while I'm doing this for 10 years, I'm going to go ahead and start my side hustles and this, that, and the third. And I thought for sure I was going to climb the corporate ladder and do A, B, and C. And then on this side, you know, I want to dominate in corporate and dominate in my calling and do this, that, and third and blah, 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 blah. And then for some reason... Through the grace of God, through the leading of God, benounce to me, that started to shift for me. I no longer had the desire to work in a pace that did not look sustainable. I no longer had the desire to be a part of any process or any program or any unit that didn't serve everyone a part of that. I don't believe in just doing more work and taxing on more workloads and making people do more of anything. If we have not simplified this enough that you will have somebody that you love do this. And so when I look at corporate, unfortunately, I use my heart. And I use what I know about people and I use my discernment and how God has placed someone on my heart. And if I can see, man, this is a lot for one person to do. Like we could do it, but it's seeming like you're asking people to literally make more brick with no straw. And you're just trying to beat them down. And all that you are now starting to be invested in is not the people who are doing the job that actually sustains the, the company, but you are now 
now become invested to these particular numbers and these quotas and deadlines and all these other different things. And so you no longer see people, you see people as numbers, which in my opinion, you're starting to see men like trees, but this time is money. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time going ahead and adapting to that because I see men the way that God sees men. I see people the way that God sees people. And that's not even a toot my own grandbaby horn. It's just literally, I have a heart for people that can only be described because that's how God sees it. Because let me tell you something, I'm the kind of grandbaby, I leave it unto me. I don't want to be bothered. Okay, great. Uh, I'd rather not be bothered. Okay, great. I want to mind my business and let my business be mine. And that is it. But every so often God taps you on my shoulder and he downloads something into me and I cannot shake the way that I see people. I can literally sense when people are suffering and it's difficult for me to stay in that kind of environment, to get a check in that kind of environment, because while everybody's typing away and making sure that they clear their screen, they clear their to-do list, they clear their tasks for the day. I'm looking at the souls of people and I'm like, how can I get them more sun? How can I get them more water? How can I get them closer to what, what makes them flourish? How can I, and I am working a different agenda than the people who are in the company that I signed up for. And so that is division. I, I cannot produce under that kind of, I can't. And unfortunately for the majority of jobs, that is corporate. But I told myself, I'm going to go into that and I'm going to stay in that for 10 years. And what I'll do is I'll work my way up because I got the degrees and the accolades now. And I'll be, I'll be the one to change most of that. And then while I'm changing that, I'm going to be over here. And God was like, you done? Yeah, you done with your plan? Because I literally have a plan for you. And I mean, I'm looking at what you're doing and that's cute. Let me see. You can't read the one. Okay. Okay, that's cute. Throw that in the trash <laughs> um, and keep it moving. And I'm going to be honest with you. I struggled. I struggled with having an idea of what I wanted life to look like, having an idea of the route that I was going to take to get there. And then I had to really relinquish that and say, oh my gosh, God allowed me to connect to the heart's desires that he placed in my heart, but he didn't give me the authority to choose the route in which I got there. We get it twisted. Ooh, God gave me a singing gift. So I'm going to do this, this, and this with my gift that I'm going to do. And he's looking at you go, and do your whole thing in the earth. And he's sitting back like, so when you tired and you run yourself ragged and you get to the point of frustration because you got the heart's desire, but you have no idea on where I want that to be. You have no idea of where I destined you to be. You have no idea of the anointing that I placed on you with songs I want you to sing, what genre I want. You have no idea. And so while you stumble and bump your head and try to figure it out and do a whole bunch of trial and error and all these other different things, then maybe, just maybe, you'll come to me and say, okay, now... The only thing that I know is that I have a passion for singing. The only thing I know is that I have a passion for numbers. The only thing I know is that I have a passion for people. The only thing that I know is I have a teaching anointing. The only thing I know is that I encourage people out of their pits. The only thing I know is that I don't like to see nobody hurting. The only thing I know is that I know this part about me, but I have no idea how you want me to use it in the world. So let me go ahead and lay down my particular canvas that I'm trying to paint over yours and just come to 
to you and say, this is what I know and I know you and that's all I need to know to know where you want me to go with this. A lot of the times we think that we're supposed to be the identifier of the gift, the executor of the gift. I'm going to take it here, there, then, whatever. You got to go ahead and promote the gift. You got to be the director, the actor, the prop, the, you doing so much. And can I say something to you real talk? Guess what? You know how I really got to a place of like, yo, stop. It's because you didn't give yourself the gift in the first place. Truly. Did you think about that? You wasn't five years old. Like, you know what? I'm going to start learning how to sing. Like, that wasn't you. That, that, That grandbaby, you did not. Where did you go to go get your gift? Oh, I taught myself how to A, B, and C. You think so? Really? Go to anybody else in your, in your circle of friends. Anybody, Google, can you teach yourself to have this particular anointing? And you know what the thing is? You can teach talent. You can't teach anointing. You could probably carry a tune, but you can't speak to people's souls in a way that they were like, yo, when you wrote that song, when you sung that song, you don't understand it freed me. That's anointing. Opera is talent, but anointing is breakthrough. Huge difference. And when God gives a gift, it is anointed to be someone's breakthrough. You have no idea. It is twofold. It is literally supposed to be the thing that you are inclined naturally to be engaged in already so that your gift is not a chore. It's not like I, I gave you this room and so now you got to keep it clean. And you're like, bruh, I, oh my gosh. No, he actually gives you something that you want to maintain, that you want to invest in, that you want to learn more about, that you want to, ooh, I didn't know it was a pocket in here. And you want to discover more. And you don't even understand that the thing that is intriguing you is actually given to you to help other people. It's a two-bird situation, sir, ma'am. Do you understand that? And I noticed that it was a setup for me to go back to that job. Yeah, it was a spiritual setup. Because what happened was I went back to the place that my time was the freest. This particular job had it where we worked 10 hours a day, four days a week. It was like a shift this schedule. So I would work three days, work two days and whatever. And that's how they made up the 40 days for the week. And all that was cool. But I tell you what, on them days off, the way that God was pouring ideas into me, the way that I was feeling free, the way that I felt like I I was being a great steward over my calling, over my passion. By the time that it was time to go back to work, I literally was like, (laughs) done. I literally felt like someone found the button, the reset, default, and kept pressing it. And I was like, God, I am trying to get to a certain place. I have a goal. I have things that I'm trying to do. And God was like, no, no, no. You are trying to lead yourself. And the reason why you're tired and the reason why you frustrated and the reason why you irritated and the reason why you feel like all these other different things is because you are leading yourself. And it is a hard job to lead you on somewhere you've never been before. Imagine the Israelites being told, y'all, um, I went ahead and I heard y'all cry. First off, let me just go ahead and say, you know, how you feeling? Y'all right? 
How about you back there? Hey, how you doing? How your grandmama doing? Good. I heard your prayer. And so now what I'm going to do is give you a land of milk and honey. And um, oh, it's a great promised land. I'm not going to hold you. It's fabulous. I'm, it's going to blow your socks off. Really, God? Absolutely. Um, Good luck finding it. DJ Scratch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I have it for you. Oh, you didn't know? Very much Marco Polo. <laughs> Very much um hot code. Whatever the game you want to play. Um, but you gotta find it. Also, when you get there, you gotta sustain it. What would you say? You never had real estate before? Okay, figure it out. You should be able to network. You should be able to grind. You should be able to find out. You should be. Why, why, why y'all looking at me like I'm a savior or something? Like I'm a loving father. Like I'm somebody who wants to meet your every need. Like, yo, I gave you the land of milk and honey. That's the least. Y'all could be grateful for that, right? It's the least I could do. Okay, so go ahead and find it. And if you don't find it within a certain amount of time, oopsie, your fault. <laughs> we'll just try it again with somebody else. That's not God. And so I literally felt led to go back to read exactly how God was leading them at the scariest point of like, oh no, what, what, what should we do now kind of thing. So I want to go ahead back to Exodus 14. And if you have not realized, he's had me on this Egyptian Israelite like flow for the last few conversations. And I know it's for a breakthrough and I get it now, even if it's just mine. I get it now. So Loki, um, cause you know, I always give you a backdrop when I'm reading, um, you know, I read from the NOT version. So the Pharaoh and them let them go right after the whole thing with Moses went down and it was getting like outrageous. You understand? And then one day Pharaoh was like, bro, I made a mistake. I need to go get them back. I ain't going to hold you. Uh, cause who's going to build all the bricks with no straw? Like who's going to do that? Not me. <laughs> you see my nails? Like have a nice day. So he was like, I, right, uh, Y'all boys strap up. Let's go get the uh, Israelites and let's go get our people back because letting them go was ghetto and we not with it. So literally they started ganging in on the Israelites. Now, I don't know how close you can get or how slow the Israelites was walking that days later he's able to go. Mm, let me go get them and you catch up in record time, sir. That is scary. OK, and so I'm going to go ahead and read from verse 10, Exodus 14, verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to, to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? 12. Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. 13. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Now here go Moses turning to God. 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Ooh. 16. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. 17. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they would change, charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through the Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. 18. 
when my glory is displayed through them, and all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. 19. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. 20. The clouds settled between the Egyptian and Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and Israelites did not approach each other all night. <sighs> trying to see if I should still go on because I want to say something now. Yes, I'm, 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 we're going to stop there. Listen, the thing about when God is leading you, and the reason why you don't have to be afraid is because when God leads, there's a buffer. I don't care how close to you these people get. I don't care how close Pharaoh got to the Egyptians. I don't care how close to, you know what, you and your third strike that the boss is trying to get you out of the job. I don't care how much it looks like whatever it is that you are being freed from and whatever it is that you're fleeing from is gaining momentum. I don't care what it looks like. When God leads, there's a buffer. Because let me explain something to you. While they were panicking, God was like, and I don't want that to stop your movement. I know what you see. You're afraid that this is going to happen. You, you're Because even the Israelites said it. Didn't we tell you that this was going to happen? That we were going to come? Okay, so y'all played the tape forward to your demise. That's your fault. Have a nice day. You know, shouts out to you. But... When you are starting to see that the thing that God is trying to free you from is literally trying to gain momentum, it's because you are that much closer to a breakthrough. And all God needs you to continue to do is keep the movement going. Keep the movement going. Moses didn't even say nothing to God yet. And yet God was like, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Because what you're not supposed to do is when things get hard, you stop. What you're not supposed to do is when you're frustrated, you just want to quit everything. What you're not supposed to do, no, 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 that's not what you're supposed to do. Because when God's leading you, he didn't stop, keep going. When God said, go ahead and do A, B, and C, I don't care what it looks like, keep going. When God says to stop, when God says to stop, that's when you stop. But here's the thing. He told Moses, go ahead and raise your hand up real quick. Okay, now divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And he went ahead and did all of that. And then guess what? 19. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved to the rear of the camp. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. 20. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and the Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. But the Egyptians and the Israelites did not approach each other all night. Literally, God is like, I will serve as a buffer when you are doing what I ask you to do. If you are so courageous to come out here and do what I ask you to do and walk in the way that I told you to walk and literally follow the way that I'm leading, it will be nothing. It will be nothing, no one, no circumstance 
circumstance, no economy, whatever. I don't care what the government is going through. I will put a buffer between what I have you at and where they're trying to go ahead and move you from. Do not move from your post. If I told you to stay there, then you stay there. If I told you to leave, I'm going to make you uncomfortable. You got to leave the job. You got to leave the relationship. You got to leave the home. You got to leave the state. You got to leave whatever it is I'm telling you to leave. But if I told you to stay, then you stay there because I will give you the anointing to stay just like I will give you the anointing to leave. But you have to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And that's why you cannot be emotionally led. That's why you cannot be logically led. That's why you cannot be financially led because none of the leading knows where God is trying to get you to because God is just not trying to lead you away from Pharaoh. He's trying to make sure that Pharaoh will never be a, he will be a thing of the past and be the thing that never chases you in your future ever again. How do I know that? Because when it got on the other side and the Pharaoh went ahead, matter of fact, let's just go ahead and read 21. Then Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. 22. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. 23. Then the Egyptians all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, charioteers chased them into the middle of the sea. 24. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. 25. He twisted their chariot wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Quote, let's get out of here. Away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted, the Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Huh? How did they know that God is doing some stuff and they what they wasn't walking with them the entire time? They didn't y'all the same people that saw the plagues, right? Okay. And then y'all the same people that saw that God did the whole thing with the firstborn. That was the last thing. And then that God went ahead and let them. So y'all, y'all just saw a little bit of like, oh, this usually doesn't happen. Y'all just had difficulty getting to what God was trying to lead. Y'all were having difficulty getting to what God was anointing and covering. And immediately y'all recognized, you know what? We may want to circle back because it is clear that God is fighting for them. Because when God leads, there is a clear indication, do not touch my anointed. When God leads, there's a clear hymn of, what, what did the enemy say? When um he went to God and was like, uh, he was like, did you try my, my servant Job? He was like, yeah, but you got a hedge of protection over him, bro. Like I can't get to him because when God is protecting something, when God is protecting someone, when God is leading someone, when God is trying to get you somewhere, I don't care what it looks like. They're all looking. They can all plot. They can, the weapon may form, right? But it won't prosper. It's all good. But when God leads, there's a buffer. You won't feel any of that. Because it wasn't until God moved the hedge of protection that Job even knew that the enemy was trying him. Prior to that, Job had no idea because of what the hymn was doing. While the Israelites is walking across the, the dry ground, they got no idea that God is making it real difficult for them to try to catch up to them. They had no idea. 26. When all the Israelites had reached the other side, the Lord said to Moses, raise your hand over the sea again. Then the waters will rush back and cover the Egyptians and the chariots and charioteers. 
27. So as the sun began to rise, Moses raised his hand over the sea and the waters rushed back into his usual place. The Egyptians tried to escape, but the Lord swept them into the sea. Pause. That, that's the thing right there. There are people that are so asinine, okay? The big word, shouts out to the uh, people in my public school, but that they don't realize if God at least gave you the the grace to see, you know what? We may not want to do this. Why would you continue in something that you know that God is in? We may want to turn back because God is fighting for them, but y'all kept going. And you know what happens when people keep going? That should be something that is only of people who don't know God. If God is saying, yo, don't go there. It should only be people who don't know God that says, I think I want to still go because to know that God is fighting for them and yet y'all will continue to go. Doesn't make any sense. If God is saying to leave something and you continue to try to stay and then wonder why you don't got no peace, that doesn't make any sense. There is something about knowing how God is leading you that will make it very clear on who's actually leading you in the first place. When you lead you, it is logical, it is financial, it makes sense, it's a good plan, but it's not God's plan. When God leads, it will never be uncomfortable to the point that you don't know what your next steps are. Because God was literally like, yo, I'm going to give y'all the elemental P. Moses, raise your hand, then do A, B, and C, and then do da-da-da. It was like, yo, there's no confusion. He's not a mysterious God like people are trying to make him. He is telling you to step by step as long as you keep moving he got a step to order order my steps lord or or, order the steps of a righteous man is ordered yeah but you know what y'all not hearing steps which means it has to be movement which means you have to be have a foot in front of the other that means that you have to be in in a place that it can actually be leadable you got a parked car and wondering why you don't got no gps because the engine's not even running to give power to it in the first place and so I, it literally needs to be clear when God leads, when God leads, when God leads, do not be deceived in thinking that just because your plan sounds good, it, it, it will be good. A lot of people want to know off bat before I leave here, can you split the Red Sea so that I can be rest assured that I'm going in the way? And that doesn't work like that all the time. Sometimes God wants to lead you and just have the connection with you that he will show you as you go. The people that were blessed and, and healed from leprosy in the Bible by Jesus, the Bible says that of the 10 people, they were, and when he told them, yo, go show yourself. Like, I want you to go ahead and show the people that you healed without them ever even seeing it. The Bible says that as they were on their way, they got healed. Trust in God and trust in his leadership is not, um, can you show me that the sea will be split first? Can you show me that you're going to go ahead and give manna if we ask? Can you show me? No, no, no. Because you know what? The audacity to have that mindset when he showed you your future to begin with. He didn't show me my future. Of course he did. Why do you think you have that heart's desire? He didn't show. Of course he did. Why do you, where do you think that desire came from? You think you put that there? Why? 
Why would you choose out of all the hearts desires you can choose? Why would you choose that one? If it's of good moral, good standing and good intent, some, someone created you for that desire and it's a part of your heart because it's a part of your purpose. So of course that would be the nucleus that drives you and makes life livable for you. What did you think? You think you did that? You did that. No, you didn't have a nice day. Don't steal God's glory. And you didn't even, you had no hand in making you. You had no hand in making you. So you have no hand in the plan that he has for you. The absolute end. When God leads, let him lead. Like literally turn your senses off. Your senses were for you to be able to navigate certain things around you. Logical, it don't make sense to go outside um, with suede if it's raining. That's logic. Financial, oh, that costs that much? Let me see if I can find a coupon. That's when you start to use your financial, you know, your logical, your analytical, all that other things. There are things on earth where your senses... They have a good place for that. There's a place for your senses. Your senses has no place in the spiritual realm. You need to be able to discern what God is telling you to do. Discern how God is leading you. And the rest is none of your business. You connect to your heart's desires. And you do like Peter said. He said, God, if that's you. Jesus, if that is you, tell me to come out onto the water with you and you do exactly that. And if it's not him, then guess what? He will be very clear. He will be very clear in the way that he knows that you're going to hear him. Like, "Mm -mm, nope, don't even want you to go that way, big dog. So I'm going to go ahead and just, (coughs) I'm going to turn the boat around. And he would have did something. But you got to believe that the leading is just not, oh, I should go here. The leading is also don't go over there. When Joseph was leading Mary, when she was pregnant with Jesus, God was sending him messages and dreams and all kinds. Don't go over there. They're going to try to kill the boy over there. Do A, B, and C, this, that, and third. It's not going to always be, this is the way we go, Papa. It's also going to be danger. And so I need you to go ahead and rest here. Have the baby in the manger. Stay there for a little bit. Okay, boop, let's go this way. It's leading. It's recalculating in the spiritual realm. It is literally being connected to the source of where you want me to be. He will lead you to your land of milk and honey if you are connected on how he wants to lead you and please for goodness sake don't be an Egyptian where you actually are Egyptian minded where you actually start to complain on the way there are we there yet in the spirit like bro can you turn that down can you start looking at the process like what is God trying to teach me here maybe he wants me to learn how to fight hmm maybe get the inkling maybe even be bold enough to ask God what did you what do you want me to learn so I can maximize this process Because I understand life now and I know that you're never going to see this kind of road and path again because there will be new roads and new paths and behold, he's doing a new thing. And the last thing you want to do is not maximize the last seasons he had you in so that you can't really get the lessons there. It will behoove you to learn how he's trying to lead so that you can help somebody who's coming behind you so that you can have your own set of faith walk when you get to another place. You'll be able to say, nope, because he did 
did it for me in in the wilderness. Nope, because he did it that one time in the land of milk and honey. Nope, I'm not going to get here and believe that all of a sudden God doesn't lead now. I'm not going to get here and believe all of a sudden that God doesn't hear me now. I'm not going to get here all of a sudden and believe that I can't hear God now. I'm not going to believe that he blessed me with this, but I got to maintain it and find it out by myself now. No, it is not by myself. He said he would never leave me, never forsake me. Like, I'm not an orphan. I'm God's masterpiece. I'm a little bit under the angels. Like, you got to look at your own life and be like, no, I, I saw what he did for me myself. Forget other people. Forget the Bible, even low key, not to be, you know, struck down or anything like that. But forget everything else that I'm looking at. I'm looking at my own life. And I believe God because of what I see that he did in me. I believe where he's leading me because I believe where he's leading me because I believe where he is leading me because I believe where he is leading me because I believe what he has done in me. The things that I'm thinking, the way that I'm seeing, the perspectives that are being changed, the people that I'm letting go of, the things that he's having me do, I know for certain that's not in and of itself me. So if I'm bold enough to shave off certain people, if I'm bold enough to walk off on certain jobs, if I'm bold enough to say, you know what, that may be a good idea, but it don't feel like a God idea, then I'm bold enough to let him lead me because I feel the shift that he's doing within me. Let God lead you. You don't need to ask nobody else what they think. You don't need to ask nobody else what they would have done. You don't need to ask nobody else, you know, how do they perceive. You don't need to ask nobody else, can you pray for me in this? You don't need that. Why are you crying not to me? Move is what he told the Israelites. He gave it to you because you can do it. Because he trusts you. Because it's yours to claim. Go get it. Like, I just really feel that in my spirit. It's like, yo, it's time to just like, get out the boat. Just go. See. Be led to where God is. And you will always obtain what God has for you. Not nobody else. Nobody else on that boat got to walk on water with Peter. Because nobody else called out to him to be like, I want to do something different. It's, it's time to do something different. Do you understand that? I right, listen. Um, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. Because I'm over here getting another level of hype. Uh, you know what these conversations are, though, right? There you do. Uh, conversations. You don't know what these conversations are? There are conversations that nobody else is going. Nobody else is going to have with you. Oh, okay. But who? Huh? Your favorite homegirl, absolutely. I'm very proud that you said that. Uh, www, all the W's dot created the number two multiply.com for all the things that are the happenings. Listen, just I'm, I'm going where God is leading. So if it's Patreon, strive in the letter N, inspire. If it's the text and blogging community, if it's the YouTube, like however God wants to lead, I have shed every part of my Egyptian mindset. And I'm just literally like, how you, how you want to do it, God? Cause I, I just, I, this is no, <laughs> I'm not doing it my way no more. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. And that's, that's not God. The plan is not to exhaust you. That's not what it says in Jeremiah 29, 11. 
I have plans to exhaust you so that you can get frustrated so that you would not want to go another day. Like that's not what it says at all. And as a matter of fact, I feel led to go ahead and pull up Jeremiah 29, 11 so we can read it together. And there it is. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for a disaster to give you a future and a hope. Who knows the plan? For I know the plans I have for you. Come on, Holy Spirit. For I know. So then if he knows the plan, then why don't you go to him for the coordinates? You going to yourself? You going to your peers? You going to people that you trust? You even going an extra mile of studying other people who are in the vicinity that you would like to be or are making the amount that you want or have some of the aspects of the life that you want and you're studying their path, their plan for your life? Bang! Family Feud, three X's for the baby. Uh, seriously. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for a good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. You want a future? You want to keep that hope going for your future? You want to go ahead and make sure that what you're doing is actually turning out for your good and not a disaster? Then go to the Lord. I'm sorry. That was aggressive. I'm sorry. No, that was aggressive. And that's why I got to let you let me go. Mm -hmm. Listen, uh, every part of this was the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to peel away. I promise you I am. But I keep feeling like I'm being pushed back in because I really want to get off. But he's like, no, not yet. Listen, it's okay. What you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Like, seriously, like, come here. Let me, come on. Let me do like grandma used to do. Come here. What's the matter with that baby? It's okay. God is not going to lead you wrong. He's not going to lead you astray. There's not a need that you have that he hasn't already planned for. God loves us so much that he's like, yo, if you want frosted flakes, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make manna for you. Whatever. Like the goal is to not serve you, but to love on you and to meet your need as you walk out his will for your life. And it's okay. So if you know that you are following what you believe to be God, he promises it's going to be more than okay. There is nothing to fear when God is leading you. When God is leading you. Do you understand that? I'm excited about your future. I'm excited about my future. I'm, a, I'm excited about our future. You hear me talking to you? And it's going to be great. Point the blank, the period. There is no other way. And we're, and you know what? If nobody else, I'm rooting for you. Because you need to hear that. Bravery is scary. Why do you think he had to tell Joshua that so many times? Be brave and strong, bro. I got no, no, I'm going to tell you. No, seriously. Be brave and strong. No, because you just stepping on the scene. Moses couldn't do this. So I'm just going to just give you what you need. Uh, Sir, uh. Strong and brave, like how you want it. You want me to flip it again? Like, seriously, if bravery was easy, everybody would be doing it. It takes bravery. Why? Because our natural wiring is to play it safe. And what God has, it is beyond what we can do on our own. And that's why he leads so that he can guide 
and provide where he's leading you. I would be scared if I was leading me, but there is no fear where God leads. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Don't you want that, your head anointed with oil and it overflowed? Don't you want all that? You got to be led. Don't you want to have a table prepared before your enemies and like, okay, God, this is getting kind of scary. Yeah, like, don't you want that? You got to be led. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. You understand? But it's okay. You should trust that. And until you feel that completely, just keep saying that. The comforter will comfort you. Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you comfort any and every part of the heart that tries to scare away from God's plan. It is okay because God's there. The end. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. I felt like you needed that. I didn't want to hang up before that. But um, now... I'm gonna go ahead and let you let me go. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm a good, I'm a good, good grandbaby. That's who I am. You understand? But we talk later. All right. Later. <laughs>